Well, hello there. My name is HW. <laughs> hey, I'm the Suze. Thank you so much for listening to the Tone Junkie Podcast. Suze, this is episode 86. Wow, look how far we've come. Look how, my mom, look how <laughs> far we have come. Um, we got a lot to cover on the podcast. We just, uh, we just finished up shooting some video, didn't we? Yeah, and it was good video. I thought I thought it was a really good video. I think we did. We did. A, there's a video that's going to be coming out called "Breaking Down Worship Tone," or something like that. I might click think of a more clickbait title, but it'll okay. be something along those lines. Um, dude, I've been getting a lot more clicks on YouTube and stuff. I've mm-hmm. been getting a lot more clickbaity, and it's is working. that is there like a negative connotation to clickbait? There is a negative connotation, but I think anyone on YouTube knows you just got to do it. You got to do a weird face. And have you seen, have you noticed there's been fire lately in the YouTube thumbnails? Yeah, like flames. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think flames sell. What is, what is your reasoning behind adding those in? Like, I, I want, I think people click on flames and a weird face and something like that other John Cordy video that's coming out. Like it's you and me talking about direct profiles, right? Uh, yeah. But it's called, this is wrong. That's it. They want to know what's wrong. What's wrong. What and, and then it's my face on there. <gasps> and in that one, there's no flames. But then, um, is it cause people like drama, like something's yeah, wrong. Yeah. He's mad. Yeah. Like, you know, one of the bet, like the video that I, um, uh, there's a video on the channel. I can't remember what I did. Oh, it's called HW is a liar. So many clicks. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? About like, what? they just want, yeah. But when I put yeah. like how to add a Kemp, how to add high and low cuts to your Kemper profile recording it. It doesn't, it doesn't train. You know what I mean? It's still the same content. It's the same video. Right. You just got to get, you got to pique people's interest. That's interesting. It's a little clickbaity, but whatever. Someone just accused me of clickbait on YouTube actually. And I was moderately offended. Uh, I didn't comment back, but they said, this is clickbait because it was the, uh, it was the video where they said, where you and me were breaking down how to use a, uh, how to use a pedal board with a Kemper. Okay. So it's yeah. called how to use a pedal board with a Kemper. And in it, you and I talk about, we have a pedal board. We it's already plugged into the front uh-huh. and we say, Hey, there's this trick for headroom. Let's try it here. Here's plugging it into right. a normal profile or here's taking a profile and making an adjustment to it. Does it work better with, is it better to use with a pedal board? That person literally, this was their comment. This is clickbait. They don't show you how to hook up a pedal board to a Kemper. And I'm thinking, <laughs> What you, we, one, we say in the video, we're right. plugged into the front of the Kemper. Yeah. Could it be easier? I think he was, I think he wanted to know how to use the loop, the, the, okay. the, the right. you know, maybe the, how to put in a loop and then use your delays in a loop. But we you know, whatever I should have just entitled it, um, you know, my last video ever exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Right. That would have been clickbait. Yeah, and I've seen people say like I'm I'm shutting down my channel. Yeah, you know, so, but they don't. There's goodbye like, for a while. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, there's videos after that. Is this my last video? Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of goodbye for a while, wait, wait, wait. Before we get there, I want to okay. let's let's get because you and this is on the same same topic. Uh huh. You walked in this morning. Sure. Uh, you often will walk in with breakfast. Uh huh. You have um, you you eat by the clock. You know what I mean. Go on. Suze is ready for breakfast. Oh, yeah, yeah. 12, he's ready for lunch. Yeah. There's been days you've come over and we're working through stuff. And all of a sudden, it'll be like 145. And it'll be like, hey, man, do you want, are you hungry? 
And I look, get look, look, man, we've gotten to be pretty good friends, but like I cannot stand by how you, how you eat. Like I and when you eat, I've never been able to get on board with it. So I literally. I had got that breakfast item, I guess we're going to talk about, yeah. because I feared that we wouldn't be having lunch until 1 o'clock. Well, you're right to take precaution. And you may not have lunch till 1 o'clock. I have to protect myself. So, uh, what, what, yeah, what's your perception about when I'm eating? When? Yeah. Oh, it's far too late, and it's all over the place. And, like, the other day we got done shooting, and we ate at 11 o'clock. I was like, well, I'm, now I'm not prepared for this because... <laughs> I just ate at nine o'clock thinking it would be five more hours. I'm not you know? mentally prepared for yeah. the, I just don't know what to, it's like the guys I work with like mm -hmm. every day, 11 o'clock, we're leaving for lunch. We're eating and ordering, you know, by 1130, mm -hmm. you know, maybe at 1145 at the latest, I'm like done with lunch. Mm -hmm. So to eat at one o'clock is unthinkable. So to me, what's weird is, um, I, maybe this is a sign. I don't have a healthy relationship with food. Uh, I don't get hungry if I'm busy. So maybe okay. a lot of times I'm just eating like out of boredom or I'm like, oh, it's lunch. Let me find something good to eat. Right. But what's interesting is like today I haven't had any food at all. Wow. And, and But a lot of days, and I'll tell you, there's some days where I get really busy where I on purpose don't eat breakfast. So like I've just had coffee. I put a little half and half in the coffee. But then... I'll get so busy. There's there's been days for sure that I go upstairs at, at like 4:30. I get real hungry, and then I realize, oh, I didn't eat today. Like I forgot right. lunch, and I didn't eat breakfast. So like, and especially if I eat breakfast, I don't need to have lunch. So like, I oh, might okay. have eaten something in the morning. Then then I get busy, and I'm right. never. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even notice. Yeah, and I'll just go through lunch anyway. It's like you're distracted from your feelings of feeling hungry. Cause you're doing other stuff. You're like working. You're yeah, yeah. You're focused. Yeah, yeah. So, so this morning you showed up with Starbucks. Uh huh. And what did you have? It, they call it the sausage, bacon, and egg wrap. Mm -hmm. That's what it's called. But that's a lie. It's isn't a it? breakfast burrito. <laughs> So the thing is, you you get the breakfast burritos from Sonic. Oh, they're so good. And we've had this conversation. Yeah. I like the breakfast burritos from Sonic. Yeah. Um, and so you came in and I was like, well, what do you got there? Some food. And uh -huh. you were like, it's a burrito. And it is. And yeah. then you and me had this conversation where we were like, what is Starbucks trying to pull here? Mm -hmm. This is a burrito. What are they calling it? A grilled breakfast wrap? It's a breakfast wrap. It has a tortilla, mm -hmm. and it has uh, meat and eggs inside of it. Cheese? There was no cheese, I don't Okay, believe. that's interesting. Or any kind of like salsa or tomatoes but, or onions. Well, no salsa, but they served it. They gave you a pack of sriracha. Yeah, some hot sauce. So they have hot sauce, uh -huh. eggs, bacon, sausage. S stuffed in a tortilla. And then they grilled it. Yeah. But uh, the thing about Starbucks, a wrap is on brand. A burrito? <laughs> no. Is it like beneath them? Like a burrito's beneath them? I think it's too... Yeah, I think it's too... I don't want to say it's too ethnic, but it's too... I, I don't think they want to have... Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, you know, and like, then so then it brings in like, why? well, is this a good burrito? Yeah. Can you tell me about the burrito? Yeah. And a wrap avoids the burrito comparisons. 
It's like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a breakfast burrito. Yeah, and and wraps go more along with their sandwiches and salads that they happen sure. to have. You uh-huh. know what I mean? They're not a sandwich and salad place. Right. It would be strange if they had a burrito. It would be weird if a Mexican joint had a wrap. You know, like it's like no, that's a burrito. I mean, everything's right. in its category. That's yeah, a burrito. Right. This like is you're a wrap. selling a burrito. This is eerily similar, and you're calling yeah. it a wrap. <laughs> I think what I, I mean, somebody at Starbucks was like, no, we need to call this a wrap. That's more on brand. It's more. I think yeah. wrap sounds healthier. Yeah. Burrito sounds heavy, doesn't it? Yes, you're right. No one's ever been like, hey, I was planning on running this afternoon. You want to go get burritos uh, first? Not hey, happening. another one is Chick-fil-A. Chicken, lettuce, cheese stuffed inside of a tortilla. Chicken wrap. Okay, that one I'm okay with. <laughs> because... Um, they're wait what is it it's a tortilla uh-huh. filled with chicken mm-hmm. cheese mm-hmm. lettuce <laughs> i mean the only thing we're missing is like a like yeah beans? like we don't have beans and rice yeah i think that's a thing for a burrito okay. i require it, it needs to be beans and rice for it to be a burrito okay but a breakfast burrito we've already taken the burrito concept yeah and so we're running with that okay so it, we, we don't have beans and rice but we do now. You could San Diego. They put black beans in their breakfast burritos and stuff. Oh all the time. yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. So good. Oh, I know. Remember What's we, up with the world? Why haven't the rest of the world adopted oh, breakfast man. burritos in the way that like surf culture has? Oh, they get it. You yeah. go, you hit some sick swells, brah, and then yeah. you go in and eat a fat burrito, uh-huh. fat breakfast burrito. It's got French fries mashed in there with a steak. That's California, California style, oh, right? Oh, man, it's so good. For though. people who don't know, we do California-style burritos, mm. if you ever have one, is really a Southern California invention. They put fries in place of rice, and you can also do it with a breakfast burrito. And Suze and I went to a Mexican restaurant near my house recently, and he, he, he they had a California burrito, but they did not have fries in it. <laughs> They had an avocado on top. It was like and potatoes. Yeah, it was something. I don't something know something in there. Yeah. And you at you were like, "Do you have fries?" And they were like, "Yeah, we have fries." And they had them for like a kids' meal because mm-hmm. my kids can get chicken tenders there. And you were like, "Can you put it inside?" And they were like, "Inside the burrito." He looked at me like I was an idiot. Like you were insane. Yeah. And then he did. They did it. They gave it to you, and you were you were like, "What was your response?" Dude, it was good. You told me this should be on the menu. I should have told the guy. Yeah. They're not going to um, add it to the menu. <laughs> I mean, but. Hey, I do want to correct something. Mm-hmm. The bacon sausage and egg wrap um, has cheddar cheese. I know. Okay. And potatoes. I didn't even notice the potatoes. All right. We're we're so close. This is a burrito. Yeah. I would just, if you've got 20 seconds, like go look it up on your Google search right now mm-hmm. because it looks exactly like a burrito. I mean, there's nothing rappy about this. Nothing. It's the shape of a burrito. Hello? Yo. It's John 2. Hey, John 2's on the podcast. Hey, John, we're on a podcast. (laughs) What are you doing? We're talking about the Starbucks uh, burrito wrap controversy. They have have a burrito? Yeah, have you you gotten their wrap or seen it? Do they have a burrito? No, I haven't. What would you call something that's a tortilla stuffed with uh, bacon, sausage, egg, cheese, and potato? <laughs> a burrito. That's a breakfast burrito. It's a breakfast burrito. burrito. Thank yeah. you. Now go look it up and tell me that's not a picture of a burrito. <clears throat> I think it depends on like... So, I think... is that is it like a 
flour tortilla. 100%. Yeah, that's a burrito. <laughs> yeah. And John here, like, John, they gave him a packet of sriracha like, sauce. Yeah, if it's like some sort of like tomato burrito, like tomato tortilla or like, okay. do you know what I mean? Yes. Like something like that, then yes. I think you can get away with calling it a wrap. Okay. But if it's like a flour tortilla, then that's a that's called a burrito. You know what's crazy? It was wrapped better than Chipotle burritos. Like as <laughs> well, soon as I saw it, I was like, wow, that thing's surprising. really holding together. Yeah. yeah. It was delicious. I should, for the record, for everybody to know, I recommend yeah. them, you know. Anyway, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll call you back in a little bit, John. But thank you. I feel like that was a really good ch- time to weigh in. <laughs> I'm so glad I called you back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See ya. Bye. Hey, there's another th- another Mexican item we need to talk about. Let's talk about it. We got callers on the podcast now. Look at that. Oh, yeah. You're totally right. That's, that was our first call in. And I thought it went great. I thought it went really well. Hopefully it recorded well. We should do that. I'm sure it recorded fine. We should do that again. Okay, this has been the big thing. Mm-hmm. Taco Bell changing their menu. Yeah. I'm on their site right now, and mm-hmm. three things are leaving, and I just I wanted to tell you what they are. Mm-hmm. Number one, the Mexican pizza is going away. Which isn't correct. I think that pizza's been out since I've been a child. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Since Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. The first time I ever went to Taco Bell, they definitely had that menu item. Pico de Gallo is going away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah shredded chicken mm-hmm. going away okay you know why what's happening go ahead so this is now back to like the investing stuff that i said i'm going to talk about on the podcast sure so people mcdonald's um a lot of people speculated that mcdonald's was going to do well during this coronavirus thing mm-hmm. and fast food was looked at as something because the president even came out and said told cities and things do not close fast food restaurants because the problem was if we were shutting down farms, there was potential for a food shortage and McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell, they have such efficient supply chains and they actually feed so many Americans. If you look across the country, how many people eat meals there that President Trump actually met with them and and sought out fast food to make sure their supply chains were healthy because if the grocery store starts running out of beef, how are people going to eat and McDonald's and stuff? They're really skilled at delivering a little circle of beef, some bread and cheese. They've got this down. There's nobody better at getting those ingredients all around the country. Think about it. There's McDonald's everywhere. You go places and there's nothing. Right. There's a gas station at McDonald's. Yeah, right there. You know what I mean? You're in mm-hmm. West Texas. You haven't seen anyone for 200 miles. Boom, McDonald's. Right. It's crazy, right? So people thought, though, that McDonald's was going to do really well. And the McDonald's did this thing that was confusing to people. They shrunk their menu down. Yeah. And people, and I even saw an article talking about McDonald's as an investment. And it was speculating McDonald's must be really focusing in on some products for profitability because I bet they're not selling a ton of the healthy stuff. And so they're pulling back on the healthy stuff. Then then McDonald's goes out there and reports a 27 or 26% drop in revenue. And it like shocked people because they were like, no, I thought, I thought fast food was going to go really well. turns out best, best speculation is a lot more business than people realize came from parents bringing their kids to play oh, places. Oh, 100%. And yeah. once you close play places, 
Those parents aren't deciding to go through the drive-through. Mm-hmm. The food is what we buy to really go to the play place. Yeah. We're not attached to the food though. And that makes yeah. sense. I go to McDonald's for the play place with my kids. Uh-huh. I don't seek out McDonald's because I view it as very unhealthy. Well, how about this too? This has happened to me twice now where mm-hmm. I've been in the car with my boys. They want Happy Meals. Yeah. I have gone through the drive-thru and I've both times said I'll take two Happy Meals and I'll take a chicken salad. Yeah. And they said, oh, we don't have chicken salads anymore. I was like, okay, well, just the Happy Meals then. Right. I don't want anything else. Like, uh, if, I, if, if I'm going to have lunch there, I'd like it to be a chicken salad. Mm. And they took it off the menu. So that, how's that for revenue? Like, all the parents... I'm surprised you don't just order a burger then. I, well, I'm there for the kids. They would have my money if I could get the kids' food and me something. I'm surprised they don't just get you to go, oh, well, then I'll just take a chicken sandwich. I would rather eat nothing than their burgers. and Especially right now. I'm trying to eat a little bit healthier. Mm-hmm. And so, you know... Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to eat a little bit healthier, you know, and so it's, you're good, you're good. yeah. So it's like, you know, I'd rather just go home and make something mm. at that point. But before, every time they, I brought them, they were getting my money for, and my wife would get them too. So it's, so I, it's, it's, I don't a, know why they take them away. Well, know? I think they're taken away because the, they're probably, they're hurting for revenue right now. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine the health conscious folks are just not going to McDonald's. Right. You know what I mean? If they don't have the draw, the play places. So I'm imagining Taco Bell, when you're saying they're getting rid of shredded chicken and pico de gallo, Yeah. that tells me they're getting rid of that whole fresh menu. You know, because did you know Taco Bell was actually the healthiest fast food? I have heard that. Yeah. I think we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. But it's because they have, like the actual ingredients they're putting in, I mean, you can make a very low calorie right. piece very yeah, easily. Yeah, protein, vegetables, mm-hmm. like it's kind of all there. Yeah. Those cantina bowls, you ever see those cantina salad bowls they had for a while? Yeah. Those were good. Uh-huh. It was like a, it was like one of the better fast food salads. It's still and got rice and beans and stuff, yeah, you yeah, know, but like yeah. lettuce and yeah. uh, pico and stuff. So, um, man, they're getting rid of the Mexican pizza. Here's a question. Though. I'm going to have to eat one before they go away. Do they have a date on here? Well, we are going to lunch after this. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what Here's was a, do you remember when we went to Taco Bell, though, on this podcast? How could I ever forget? How could anyone forget? Those are, those are classic episodes. And we, um, do you remember that we, I asked for a Mexi-Mel, and then the lady explained him this, how to get a Mexi-Mel. You had to she, build it yourself. Yeah, she yeah. was like, it was something like, order the the cheese roll-up, but add ground beef and pico de gallo. Mm-hmm. And then that would be like a Mexi-Mel. I love that she knew that. It wasn't the first time she talked to someone no, about that. of course not. Hey, they're getting some new items, too. I don't know if you're interested in that. Yeah, let's hear it. Chicken if, chipotle melt. I was hoping for something that rhymed with Doritos, but okay. <laughs> this was a good one. This one just says green sauce. Oh, well, green sauce is what they call it. Yeah. That like one if says, you go, like if you go to a Mexican place, especially one that serves burritos on a plate, mm-hmm. you can just, someone's ask you red or green sauce. Yeah. And so they haven't had that. How about this one? Quesalupa. Mm-hmm. You, you want me to read the description underneath? Let me guess first. Okay. Is this... So the quesarito mm-hmm. was the quesadilla meets burrito. Mm-hmm. Is the quesalupa a, a quesadilla wrapped around a chalupa? We've taken our classic chalupa shell. Yes, you have. <laughs> and stuffed it with a cheese blend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of real pepper jack. Oh, wow. 
And mozzarella. I wasn't expecting real cheese. So there is delicious melty cheese throughout. Come on. The chalupa. Come on. The quesalupa. Now you know what we need. A quesalupa rito. <laughs> if we, you know what we need to do? We need to go get get some quesaritos, uh, get some some quesalupas. Yeah. And we need to take the ca- the, the lupa. Uh-huh. Thing, Part of it, yeah. And we need to put them together so that it forms a big enough tortilla and then wrap that around. Or we just go, um, we just get a, oh, you know, no, this is it. We yeah. just get a quesarito and we actually put a, the lupa part around it. The quesalupa part around uh, it. So you're eating the crunchy first as you go into the item. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Quesalupa burrito. Wow. They should be paying me for this. This is, uh, this podcast now sponsored by Taco Bell. Yeah. Again, again, they were sponsored for a while, but right. they dropped us. There's some big changes coming to Taco Bell and they're taking it seriously. This website looks nice. There's photographs. Wow. There's bullet points. Ha- Let me ask you a question. Have mm-hmm. they, or have they, have they added mobile ordering? Because that would have solved that whole fiasco of us being in the drive-thru and having to cancel that large order yes. and then going home and coming back. Okay. Uh, we encourage guests to play around on our mobile app. Was that a thing before? I don't want to play around on it. I would just like to... Although, if anyone's going to have a mobile app with some like pretty decent mobile games, mm-hmm. there's a lot of concepts they can run with. Oh, interesting. Huh. You know? Pin the tail on the quesalupa. <laughs> like, that's a decent game. Right. Like, while you're waiting for your food, it would pop up. Yeah. I see. And then, what if you could actually... What if they came out with Frogger, but it was the Yo Quiero Taco Bell dog? Uh-huh. You know, bring back some... And he's that. trying to cross this chasm to get to the mm-hmm. quesalupa quesalupa wow this is good stuff yeah yeah this i wouldn't mind stuff. going there for well no i already had a burrito today <laughs> are you sure it wasn't a wrap <laughs> i think we're having mexican food for dinner as well can i do three burritos today i think you can I think oh that's man okay. so there goes eating healthy just right out the window well we'll, we'll go get something healthy okay we can go to whole foods have you had this new place down on your road here? Uh, it's like Val's Kitchen or Voice Kitchen. I think it's V-U-I. It's or? Vui's Kitchen. Vui's it's a, it's, Kitchen. It's a Vietnamese place. They have them in Nashville. Is, is it good? Uh, yeah, it's very good. It's very good. The banh mi is really good. The pho is really good. I've never uh, darkened the door of that place. Spring rolls are really good. Have you ever been to Juice Bar? Yeah. So have you ever had the spring rolls from Juice Bar? No, always the juice. <laughs> Man, crazy <laughs> crazy um Vui's kitchen is owned by uh a restaurateur named Vui uh i think her name is Vui Ho okay um, okay and uh she uh i can't remember her actual name and it's not Vui Ho it's something it, it's a common vietnamese last name anyway um she owns the juice bars that's why those oh. that's why there's vietnamese spring rolls at the juice bar that you can just grab as a quick snack they're the same as like kind of i see is there a juice Vui's. bar down there too there's right a juice like... bar across the across the street. Okay. In, in front of the gym there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you're in Franklin, Vui's Vui's Kitchen now. I wouldn't there. mind trying that out today. Yeah. In terms of an option. Yeah. But um we should say something about guitar or tone. You get any new guitars lately? You know, the most recent one I got, and I haven't really made a post about this or anything, was mm-hmm. um I got the an exclusive. Yeah. Um I got that orange. Gretsch, mm-hmm. the thin line one that looks like a um, 335 yeah. got the center block. Yeah. Player's edition. Yeah. I sold that Falcon I had, that mm-hmm. big uh, silver Falcon, and um, and got that Gretsch a couple months ago. Wow. I've just been 
playing it, enjoying it. Did some recordings with it. What it's pickups? a great guitar. It's a uh, they're the Filtertrons, mm-hmm. the high high output Filtertrons. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you know how big that falcon was just so enormous so felt like a jumbo acoustic you know this thing is very thin mm-hmm. uh, you know i've been itching for a 335 or a 330 we've mm-hmm. talked a little bit about that but this is like the gretsch version of that it's the thin body center block you know it's uh it plays awesome really that's the thing is it plays better than 335s to me like mm-hmm. in the hand like it feels you know, acoustic, like it feels acoustic in a good way, not the size of it, but just like yeah. the strumming, like how easy it is. Like it's Why sounds, don't you just get a Trini? Hey, you know, everybody that picks up that Trinity or Trini is uh, enamored with it. It's a good guitar. It's got a real mojo about it. Yeah. And that's the, all these new guitars are, don't have that mojo. Yeah, yeah. They have everything else. But you're digging it. Man, I'm digging it. I should bring it over and we'll put it in a video or we something. We should. We yeah. should do. We it's should a great com- guitar. We should just compare some, some hollow bodies and stuff. Um. So, uh, well, there you go. We talked about guitar. Uh. <laughs> I've got some new pedals coming. What do you got? What's coming? So, um, I'm getting a little bored with normal pedals, mm-hmm. and so I'm. I got the Microcosm, the hologram effects, Microcosm. I don't know that. So they make the um, Infinite Jets. Have you yeah, seen this yeah, one? No, the big yeah. white you know, pedals yeah. with a ton of like, mm-hmm. you know, there's like a couple knobs, but it's mostly blank space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they have uh, some other pedal. And then this is their third offering now, which is the Microcosm. It kind of is a multi-effects of weirdness. So like stuttering and like um, weird reverse blips and boops and all that stuff. So it's... Right. Um, it's a kind of a noisemaker, but it also has a looper built into it. How are you using that? I don't have it yet. It was a three-week wait. Um, How do you plan to use that? Yeah, it would be like, um, I want to do an intro of a song. Hey, let's get some ambient guitar there, whatever. It would be like, plug into this thing, get a loop, reverse it, throw it up an octave, and just put that through a verb and make like a... Mm-hmm like a cloud of noise mm-hmm. versus me just like picking through chords or something. Right. It's, Wouldn't it be funny if you did all that and mm-hmm. then you like, you're like, I just want to sound like a cloud of noise. And then it ended up sounding like the cloud in the big sky. Right. Like it's yeah, already you been put on named. Like seven effects. Yeah. And then at the end it's like, that kind of just sounds like the cloud. I'm right. Like, <laughs> I could have just done that and save 45 minutes. Yeah. Right. Um, I got a big sky again. It's been maybe a couple of years since I've had a big sky. Big yeah. sky. So you saw Strymon teasing. Yeah, I'd about. like to know what that is. Yeah, so it's a picture of spacey thing. It's like a nebula or mm-hmm. something. And <laughs> someone so, said, "Is that a big sky?" Well, yeah, I think <laughs> I think they're either gonna update it or mm. I think there's another. Re- so they put out the Volante, right? Yeah, and and the Volante is the Volante is like an attempt at a pedal at a specific delay that has like limitations where I feel, I feel like as a designer, they went at the Volante and said, let's do a digital version of this very musical and quirky kind of thing. And I wonder if they're doing that again. Yeah. I wonder if that's their thing of like, let's, and, and it's going to be something that like, because the, the, the delay, the timeline doesn't do what the Volante does. Yeah, right. It, it can't. Yeah. There's not that in it. The foreheads no, and like you all don't that have stuff. That. Yeah. You get a multi-tap, right? Which mm-hmm. which all comes from that mm-hmm. from the from a a, a a tape delay like that with mm-hmm. the different heads, right? Um 
which is, if you think about that, that idea of different heads, that's a great example of like just a mechanism that someone made Mm -hmm. affecting creativity because literally the heads are in different places, which Mm -hmm. give you different subdivisions and they can't double them up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're in, they can't just give you. Like yeah, and you have, you to, have to get patterns. Yeah, and you because, have to get them in order. Right. You know, uh-huh. you can't. Anyway, so um, I, 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 yeah, I think they're gonna do something like that, some sort of a verb thing. Mm-hmm. Strymon is on a crash course to make uh, a pedal that I don't understand why they're not making it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they could have all of the HX stomp market. With a multi-effect. Yeah. I think they put out two more models of amps. Mm-hmm. Load your own IRs. So an Iridium plus mod delays in this. Oh, so like everything. Everything. Wow. Why wouldn't they? Right? Is cost a, a problem for them? Like people are going to want it to be affordable, but it's like, how could they? You know? I don't see why cost would be a problem in terms of if you put all that stuff together um, the algorithms are cheap. I mean, they're not going to be able to make it at a price that's going to meet the stomp, uh-huh. but would people pay more for a yeah. helix type unit? And mm-hmm. would they pay more? Um, people pay more for the Kemper because there's a perception that the sound quality is better. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone would perceive anything Strymon put out as being lesser quality than an HX stomp. Line six still has the challenge of mm-hmm. making sure their gear is positioned as professional gear. They don't really always position their gear that way. Now that's not that's not good or bad. I'm just saying line six, the marketing is definitely not one where they're going, this is exclusively pro gear. We focus on pros. Right. They don't tell you to buy line six by going, look at all these pros using line six on the road. Yeah. Kemper does that. Uh, right. Yeah. Other uh, that's a common thing for uh-huh. bands. Look, look at your heroes using it. Line six doesn't do that. Yeah. They, they're all about accessibility, affordability. Let's put out a great, let's, uh-huh. we put out our $1,700 helix and then we're going to do an 1199 version where we just took away features. Yeah. I mean that they want that, that part of the market. Mm-hmm. So I think if you take, yeah, if they put a nice dude, if they put a touch screen on something and they put the Iridium <sighs> and they add one or two more, uh, one or two more, but you're models. saying it does mod, it does delay, it does reverb, it does all their other. They own the algorithms. Why wouldn't they just put it in? So it's just what, a processor. So do you think the DSP needed to run these algorithms is huge compared to what it is on the Stomp, or do you think they're close? I, I don't know. We'd have to look at the chips they use. Yeah, like I would imagine. I'm uh, just thinking. You would you need a ton of horsepower to run? But Axe does it. Quad yeah, Quad Cortex true. is F, four, the quad, FM3. Quad Cortex is two processors with each like a different core on each. There's two cores on two processors, and the unit they were running at NAM only had one processor. Mm-hmm. They didn't have everything built out, but even if they had built all the delays, the demo unit they had didn't even have all the processing power in it. But the Quad Cortex is supposed to be this, you know, look at all. It's the latest chips with the most DSP. Yeah. Now, if you talk to Christoph Kemper, he'll tell you it's not about DSP; it's how you use it, and that hmm. a lot. And his philosophy is sort of like a he. He, he told me that he hires people out of college. He kind of shows them how to work on the Kemper stuff. They come at him with this huge bloated algorithm and they go, wow, look at this thing. And then he has to tell them, but you are, you're wasting. Like, you know what I mean? Just because you have, like, 
just because you have processing power doesn't mean you need to max it out. Mm. Like you should write this code better so that it it doesn't it's not erroneously maxing out the DSP. Right. That's how they're able to not run into a limit and able to come up with new reverbs that sound convincing and high quality hmm. because they're just focused on not wasting the DSP. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think Axe, of the, Cliff from Axe talks about how DSP intensive their stuff is. Yeah. Anyway, I think that Axe, um, FM three, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Uh, would, would be a close competitor to that. It's a thousand dollars, you know, like if, if it was that, about that size, maybe a little smaller, um, ran all their stuff, all the Strymon stuff for a thousand dollars. I bet, did that you hear, might be a good, you know, that's a mm-hmm. good price point, I think, for that. Did you hear about the Mark II Axe 3? Yeah, I saw that. Strange, isn't it? It's a little bit. It's close in proximity to their, I mean, it just came out, right? Yeah. This year? Or, yeah, and there's been a back order on a lot of that stuff for a long time. Yeah. And it's like. And it looked like, I, I just, you know, briefly looked at it. It looked very nominal, like the differences, you know, like it wasn't like this big overhaul. I think it's just processing power. And Okay. I think they just added like more processing power. So it's not them. like you have the Mark one that you would all of a sudden be like, Oh no, well, I like, need to run out and some, I mean, I already saw people going, this yeah, is let, happening. let me get rid of it. Like, yeah, there was a feel I know I, cause I'm in a couple acts groups and I just got to poke my head in. Mm-hmm. There were some people going like, I wish they hadn't come out with a Mark two already. Like some people are, we haven't even gotten everybody off the acts eight. Like I still feel like an early acts three adopter. Like, yeah. Why didn't we just make it to the Mark two spec initially? Right. But I'm sure what happened is, look, Axe ran into the problem of COVID like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's been hard. And then so what they did, they updated. They probably had to go get a... I don't know if they had to get a new manufacturer or whatever, but they probably got shut down. Had to get the stuff to come back, right? Um, and then they added the headphone jack. They just added a couple features. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that gets people upset. Maybe it doesn't. But it's mm-hmm. it's not like the unit you got is worth less. Right. You know what I mean? And if so, Kemper but comes out with a Kemper 2, I'm not going to be mad that these old Kempers don't have right. some feature. If a new one runs two profiles, I'm not going to be upset. These Kempers are great. Yeah. They still do everything I, I have them doing right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the list for the FM3. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to get it. Just to try it and yeah. hear what it does and all that stuff, you know. But I played Bill's. He came over and I played his big, the Axe FX3, mm-hmm. you know. It's good. It's a little overwhelming for me, like mm-hmm. in the, getting in the app and looking at There's almost no crossover with yeah. how you would have set up a sound on right. line six or Kemper. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit like, okay, here we go. Start from the beginning, you know, yeah. but yeah, it's good sounding. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that quad cortex to come out and I've got two on pre-order. Um, you can totally have one if you, if you're into it. Mm. Uh, but I ordered two because the first one is going to come in the first batch. And I was afraid that maybe I'd get a, a unit that wasn't working and mm-hmm. I have to send it back to wherever to get it fixed. And maybe it would take forever. Right. But I'm hanging on these, all these amps because I want to, if this capture tech is good, I want Tone Junkie to jump out and be right. you know, the first people out with a library yeah. uh, of, of quality stuff. So the Steel String Singer, the 68 Purple Plexi, maybe I'll hang on to these 70s Plexis that are coming out this weekend. Do you need the physical amp there for it to listen to or something? Or is it just for you to compare? Like, what is it doing to, to, to match these amps? Well, it's it has a full capture tech like the Kemper. So it's listening. But it and... also has its own models. So it can capture amps or it can capture, uh, or, or you can just use their built-in models. 
That's interesting. So they're sort okay. of borrowing from Helix and Kemper in terms of ideas of... Okay. Huh. What and do they then, want for these things? Is there only one unit? One unit. Just a quad cortex. Just a floor unit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember. Okay. I think I put $200 down. Maybe it costs... I think it was $1599. Okay. It right around... fairly competitive. A Helix or mm-hmm. a stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stage Helix. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's great. I hope it's not a flop. Maybe it will be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hey, Kemper just put out a video today. Yeah. And um, they're working on something. I can feel it. Mm. I know one thing they're working on, and they've acknowledged they're working on it, and mm. everyone knows they're working on it. I'm not going to say what it is. If you've yeah. kept up, you know they've already mentioned they're working on something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's you know, it's like not a fruit, a- fruit smoothie blender. Yeah, no, well, no, not another piece of hardware. I'm not okay. talking about a Kemper 2 or another thing. They're working on something for the Kemper, you know, a cool feature. Uh-huh. And um, they've they've said they are. And, uh, you know, I talked with somebody about another feature they were adding that may or may not happen because it's probably not a very big requested feature. But um, they're working on a hardware unit. I can feel it. Mm. I can just tell. Are you going to go back through that four-minute video and look for clues? I should. Just like frame by frame. So I think that video, the footage in that video is pretty old. Okay. Because there's not a lot of masks. There's no masks. Oh, interesting. And um, Good eye. Yeah. So all those shots of people close together, I bet were taken a while ago. Okay. Um, I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe they just took the masks off because they realized they want this thing to last longer than covid you know what I mean? right because yeah. a year we'll remember all this stuff with masks yeah but um yeah i can just feel they're working on something mm. they they and they know what's up man they're aware quad cortex is out mm-hmm. they're aware it's coming out they are aware they have their own in-house manufacturing they don't need to tip their hat to anybody they they could hit a price point by having something made by making something in Germany and then having it mass produced in China. Mm-hmm. That might hit a little thing, or they might just come out with another form factor of a Kemper with a different strip. Like it's, it's all possible. Yeah. There's more possible in this unit than we realize. Mm-hmm. The hold back right now is the UI. Cause I've asked, can we do this? Can we do this? Yes, yes, yes. But the hold back is always, how would you navigate it on the front of this unit? Mm-hmm. So there, I believe there's going to be a, a version of this unit that um, takes this Kemper tech and goes forward with a different UI. Okay. I think Kemper 2 is going to keep all of these profiles and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's great. That means I don't have to profile the world twice. Two worlds. Two worlds. <laughs> they are going to start calling me the profile of, wor- of worlds. Uh-huh. Oh, man. That's a good... The that's profiler a good title. of worlds. Yeah. yeah. That's wow. like the eater of worlds, you know. The oh, yeah. Destroyer of worlds. The profiler of worlds. That's Yeah. Why stop with one world? Why? Wow. Well, There's more worlds. I had another friend this week ask me a question I've gotten a ton is uh, he keeps borrowing my Kemper because he loves it. Mm-hmm. But he's like, can I just buy one of these that loads 10 profiles? Everybody, everybody always says that. They yeah. just want one that just loads a couple. That's not... Flash memory is cheap, uh-huh. right? Your Apple Watch could hold a thousand profiles. Right. It's not, that's not the thing that's yeah. That's tough. They could the thing. It's not about taking away features. They've got to get it made not in Germany mm. and not in the small package. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that's up to them, right? They own the tech. 
They're currently making it in Germany so that they can control production. They're not. So that, and, and what that means is, um, did COVID slow stuff down? Yeah, but not as much as had China shut down. And then, they, I mean, there were places that couldn't get product for months and months. I tried to order an output desk, you know, mm-hmm. I have an output desk here. Mm-hmm. And I tried to order a sidecar. It's a little rack unit that fits right alongside mm-hmm. 16 to 18 week delivery time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Made, made where? China. Because huh. they sh- got shut down and then it opened back up, but they're not, they're not sure when they're going to. And then they, and then stuff, I guess, coming in from China has to be inspected now or something. So it's a whole, now I think they can get it. But the thing is they shut down. Now they're so behind. Yeah. The factory's got, you know, Target and Walmart also going, where's our stuff? Yeah. Where's you'll our get stuff? yours. Where's our stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Hey, that's what it is. And then you huh. know, you got to remember the other thing. Like I'm building a deck right now in the back. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the price of wood is doing? It's like tripled. Oh, wow. They okay. shut down all the mills. Yeah. They shut down all the mills. We weren't cutting wood. Yeah. And then all of a sudden everything turns back on. And what happened when everybody stayed home? The demand for wood went up because everyone starts buying wood to build shelves, to build. It's time to renovate. It's time to renovate. <laughs> I'm home with nothing to do. Right. Right. Let me buy wood. So that's wood demand goes up. Wood supply goes down. What happens to the price of wood? Way up. Uh, so all the mills are—they've—they're working like double time because they've never been able to cut a board and sell it for this much money ever. Wow. The more boards they get out now, yeah, they want this. Yeah, it's just you know. Uh huh. And if they wait six months, prices are probably going to come back down. Yeah. Wow. So you know. Should have should have bought wood. <laughs> Invest in wood this whole time. This whole time. <laughs> um, okay, it's uh, it's almost lunchtime, isn't it? Should we try? Uh, should we get talk? I mean, what? Are, we don't want it. I don't know, man. We're gonna get something healthy. We're yeah, let's take care do of that. Ourselves. Yeah, it, I think there was a date on here around November or mm-hmm. something. You know, for the the Taco Bell change. I feel like we have time. Mm-hmm. Let's wait on a different day to get terrible food for us yeah i just kind of want to try that case of lupa oh it, i don't think it's out yet okay yeah do you remember when taco bell came out with the um they had some weird breakfast gimmick they had the um when did those they round breakfast? ones what are the round things yeah not that they the, came out with something that else. has a breakfast version yeah yeah that that uh-huh. that like yeah i forget what they're called crunch wrap crunch breakfast, wrap yeah crunch wrap yeah I did go to Taco Bell one time for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I got that, and I got some other small little breakfast burrito. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. I mean, it was super good. Didn't they do something with a donut, though, or something? They had, um, what are they called? Little cinnamon-like dots yeah. or something like that, and they were fine. I thought they did something like a couple years ago, like eight years ago. Something that uh, I remember going, I have to try that, and I went the day it came out. Okay. <laughs> I love that image of you like the, the today's the day. Well, they didn't have it all Taco Bells, <laughs> but I looked on the website and realized one of the Taco Bells okay. was going to have it. Wow. It might have been breakfast tacos. I don't remember. No, it wasn't that. It was something cooler than that. Like sweet. I want to say it was a donut worked in somehow. A donut inside of a like a tortilla or something? Like I a, think they just put syrup or something on like a okay. breakfast taco. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember, but... Um, Hey, someone said this to me the other day on the, this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, how good would Chipotle breakfast be? 
Like their troughs filled with eggs and bacon and like still have the veggies there, all the salsa, put them in their big tortillas. If there's anyone who should be making a breakfast burrito, yeah, it's them. Oh my gosh, it would be amazing. Look, every taqueria in Southern California Mm -hmm. figured out that they have a viable breakfast option if they just make some eggs, bacon. Yeah. And you put that in there. And the delivery system is, the burrito is already there. Yeah, we're already putting it into these things. Eggs are easy to make. We already have steak. We can easily add sausage. I feel like Chipotle would do a good job with like good egg, like high quality eggs. The bacon would probably be delicious. And people add avocado to breakfast burritos. Mm-hmm. Come on. Oh man, their uh, their guac and mm-hmm. stuff. Think about Chipotle chorizo. Oh, on a breakfast burrito, insane. How do we how do we get this? We have to buy so much. Chipotle stock that mm-hmm. we have a hostile takeover. Oh man. We take over. We get control of the board. Right. We make them go to breakfast burritos. We increase their revenue uh-huh. by 30%. Uh-huh. We sell it for billions. Have you had their queso though? That was terrible. It was really bad. Like apparently there's a version two now. Yeah. New queso. I haven't had that mm-hmm. one, but the other one was chalky and terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I, do you feel like Chipotle has been on a slow decline? over the last couple of years. Like I remember them being so good when they first came out mm-hmm. and I f- had my first Chipotle burrito. I was thinking like, this is unreal. Like it's, you know, I, maybe I'm romanticizing. Where did my... you have it? It was in Pasadena. Yeah. Well, I think that's the problem. Okay. So here I notice I still can't get a burrito in Nashville from Chipotle wrapped like a burrito. Like that's somehow that's not part of the training. Okay. Like they don't have a, like Starbucks trains people really well. Uh-huh. You get a real uniform thing. The burritos are not wrapped in a uniform way. There needs to be like a training class. And I feel like the guy in Pasadena knew how to wrap a burrito. Yeah, that wasn't his first Mexican place he worked at. You know, like he's like, I'm good, you know. (laughs) And I'm getting bowls. I'm getting like salads and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. from. It's just, I don't know. Things don't taste as good or as fresh. I don't know. They got, remember, they got people sick, you know, a couple of. E. coli things in well, that a roll. Was the lettuce that happened other places too. They I just, just feel like there's been a slow mm-hmm. step down from where their their old greatness. You know, sometimes things rub off. You know, Starbucks mm-hmm. used to be high quality coffee, and now they're okay. they're now they're serving burritos and calling them wraps. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just do whatever they want now. <laughs> right? They're just they're at the point where yeah. You know. I think breakfast would salvage what I'm talking about with Chipotle. Mm-hmm. It would be like a whoa, look at these guys, they're back. You know. Mm-hmm. You think anyone at Chipotle is listening to this podcast? Anybody? It's not a zero percent probability. Okay. Not zero. Approaching zero, but yeah. not zero. Like you can save amp companies with your ideas. You can save restaurant chains. Yeah. You know? You know. I've got ideas. Yeah. There we go. Well. Um. Yeah, I... I I think, uh, it's funny, Suze, I thought the movie theaters were blowing it by not taking their huge parking lots and making drive-ins. Right. Instead, they were like, uh, well, we're not going to do that. Everyone who has, uh, you can now sign up for five bucks a month to our Cinemark app. And this is now a streaming service. And it's like, we don't want a streaming service. Yeah, we have those. We have lots of streaming services. We don't care about the movie theater streaming service. You were wanting a physical experience at yeah. the theater still, like but out, I think, outdoors. I think their thing was like, 
what we got is good. We're not trying to risk what we have to do something different. Like we're, we don't need to grow into breakfast. We need to keep growing Chipotle's around the country. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the focus rather than expanding the menu. You know, Starbucks had a problem with breakfast, if you remember a while ago. Before they were bold enough to, you know, call a burrito a wrap. Mm-hmm. They used to have these big, terrible pastries. They were just like muffins and to steal from Kevin James. They were, you know, it was, they were these huge muffins that were just so big. And it was like, is this a bean bag or a muffin? You know, <laughs> is that a raisin or a button? You're saying before the like San Francisco, like company came in and La Boulange. Yeah. And they started making all this before that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So all Starbucks did was they bought La Boulange and they got those people and they said, what's, what's, we want your expertise. Mm-hmm. So they bought this whole chain. And then those people came up with the sandwiches that were croissants. And their whole thing was this. Starbucks was not looking to get into the, they don't, they didn't want an egg McMuffin, Mm. right? Because it's Starbucks. It's supposed to be healthier, a little more premium. It's a coffee place. They don't want to be fast food. Okay. That's why they're not serving breakfast burritos, I think, Uh because they don't want to be compared to Sonic. Right. Right. So they come up with the croissant bun thing you know for the and and they come up with the egg bites and things right mm-hmm. and then they made so much money off doing that that they just got rid of la boulange but my point is why couldn't starbucks have come up what was so special about what la boulange did for for start why couldn't they have just come up with a breakfast menu? Right. they had to buy a whole company to do that i was confused by that i think it was just their focus was on growing starbucks they didn't know what to do they didn't have the help inside they were afraid they were going to blow it mm-hmm. so they bought people who were experts and who were already doing this and were successful scaling a breakfast operation of high quality kind of french breakfasty stuff was that a physical location there were like five or seven or did 10 you go there thing yeah and they, they tasted like that or better. No, no La Boulange is way better. La okay. Boulange is a full bakery. They had a, all sorts of stuff, but they were able to okay. take this really high quality bakery thing where people would go, oh my gosh, you have to go to La Boulange and try the croissant and the this. And they were able to multiply it. They might've had 15 locations across California. No longer? No, because Starbucks bought them, said, we're going to keep running La Boulange. They told the founder uh, he wanted to see La Boulanges across the country. They said, we can help you do that. Mm-hmm. We know how to put places across country and keep quality and standards high. They said, and he said, and you have this concept that's amazing and we want your expertise in making this high quality food, right? He came, Is this going to be a sad story? Yes. They come up with the menu. They bought this company for a lot of money, hundreds sure. of millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. And uh, which was a very high value for them at the time. But he fixed the Starbucks menu and he was. they were so successful fixing the Starbucks menu. And they made so much money on the Starbucks menu that Starbucks made the decision, our senior, our C-suite, our chief executives and everyone, they should be concerned with Starbucks. They shouldn't be concerned with how to scale this La Boulange brand. Mm. We just brought in breakfast and have made more than we're going to make if La Boulange gets 10x. Yeah, yeah. So they closed all the La Boulanges. Wow. I mean, just the 15 or whatever, they just yeah, shut them all down. they just said, well, we're not going to scale this up anymore. Gosh. We made so much money here. <laughs> wow. And that makes sense, right? They have all these locations across the country. They get breakfast. It's a hit. Mm-hmm. And now Starbucks is selling probably more food than ever. Mm-hmm. And the egg bites have been another slam dunk. I don't yeah. know. You know, that's... But have you noticed the La Boulange brand has faded away? Yeah, I have. Huh. 
they bought the expertise, they fixed the problem. Right. Now they have a lane they run in and now they're, now they know themselves. Now they have the expertise in house and they got a whole team of people who go check out this. And then mm-hmm. someone goes, we're not putting that on the menu. That's a burrito. Yeah. And someone goes, no, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, it's a wrap folks. It's a wrap. <laughs> this is a high quality <laughs> breakfast wrap. And then it's like, no, it's not. You're serving it with hot sauce. And it's like, no, this is a specially mm-hmm. branded sriracha packet. Mm. Mm. It was pretty good sriracha. It didn't taste like the one from the bottle. Yeah. Kind of sweeter. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was working. Yeah. That's a sad That's a sad story. I guess you can't be too heartbroken for them after they got their, their payout. Yeah, that you guy know? made a lot of money. He yeah. got paid a lot of Starbucks stock. I'm, I think he might even still work for Starbucks. I'm not sure, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, you sell out, plans change. Yeah. You know, nothing against selling out. Mm-hmm. You got to follow where the money is, I guess. Yeah, you got to follow the money. Nothing against <clears throat> selling out. Mm-hmm. With that said, this podcast is sponsored by... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well done. This podcast is sponsored by This Weekend's Pack. It's ah. the uh, it's the 70s Mars Super Pack. Mm. A super lead and a super base. Mm-hmm. 72 Super Lead and a 73 Super Base. Compared to the 68, you are going to find more brash rock and roll, more 70s sound, mm. a thicker bottom, and a harsher top end. An unapologetically rock pack. Mm. Get ready. Sounds aggressive. It is aggressive. It's also sponsored by... Um, it's also sponsored by Tone Junkie Vintage, where you can now buy mm. vintage and used pieces... Vintage and pre-loved pieces from HW's personal collection, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, the the collection which is responsible for so many great profiles. Mm-hmm. Not all pieces are for sale, but the purple plexi is going to be for sale. Right? Who is going to end up with that amp? Well, I haven't told you the price yet. Uh oh, it's one million dollars. U.S. <laughs> it's not like one million yen. Uh, I'll take one million Canadian. That's oh, pretty close. Yeah, yeah I mean. Uh-huh. So a million euros. I'm not really interested in selling it, but I want to put it up. And right. so podcasters are going to hear podcast listeners are going to hear first that, um, yeah, we're going to put it up and, uh, we're going to put it up and we're going to, we're going to list it at a million bucks. Mm. See, I listed the pack at a million bucks. I thought mm-hmm. that was funny. Yeah. And I'm going to list the amp. At a and then bucks. you crossed it out and it was like, what? $60, 68. Yeah. But then, but then it released with a 50% off coupon. So yeah. it's 30 bucks. Right. Like, You're a man of the people. But it was 68 you know? because it's a 1968. Oh, there you go. You see, okay. that's yeah, why it's I been see. 68. And then I just always kept a coupon yeah. and I, and there's even a coupon code built in. Even when I eliminate the coupon code, there's uh-huh. a coupon code purple that always works for 50% off that. Product. just that one yeah because i don't want it to be 68 but i want it to be it's million dollar tone from 1968 no yeah it's a screaming deal here's the real price yeah <laughs> it's, it's a wow just a just a gag but um no i'm gonna list it for a million bucks and because i think now that it's hw's purple plexi it's more famous it's appreciated it's definitely appreciated uh-huh. um i know you know what i might even do a 50 off that i would i'd let it go for a cool half a uh, half mil yeah I'd let it go. What if you got it? Like, that would be incredible. (laughs) Like, if someone didn't care. Uh, I'd do 90% off. (laughs) 95, I'd get there. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh Gosh. I would do 95% off. I'm not sure I'd do 97. 
Yeah, three. You're saying three percent of the price. Yeah, thirty grand. Yeah, would I sell for thirty grand? Probably, but um, but uh, <laughs> it's it's worth half that. It's worth half that. Okay, but maybe more because now it's HW's purple plexi. Right. Uh huh. So maybe it is worth right about thirty. Maybe that's fair market value. And it's gone up. I mean, it's that okay. All Here's joking aside, that amp is going to go up a ton, right? Like, let me ask you a question. Since I bought that amp, have they made more 1968 purple plexis? No. No. Is uh, what's uh, what's the 335's name? Trini. No, the other one. Sunny. Yeah, it has Sunny appreciated. You think in the short time that you've had Sunny? Potentially. Okay. Potentially. It's kind of a constant creep uh, on these vintage mm-hmm. instruments. Yeah, and I mean it's going to go up and down with the market. I think um, I think it's going to be difficult to find a buyer right now for premium vintage gear in a little. In, 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 I shouldn't say that. There's always the right buyer. You always got to find mm-hmm. the right buyer who mm-hmm. values a piece, who wants it for a collection, who wants it because of something. Uh, but right now, there are more people who are up against furloughs and, yeah, you know, and there are a lot of people who are just, the general tone of the economy is an uncertain one. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, even if you have the cash, just let me just hang on to that. Cautious. Let me, I'm not going to buy a 68 Marshall this year. Okay. I'll buy it next year. Yeah. What's buy the, the rush? year after. Uh-huh. What's the rush? Well, the rush is they're disappearing. Good tone. Good tone is the rush. Uh-huh. It's never, it's never, <laughs> <laughs> it's never too dire to get yeah. good tone. You had two years less of good tone in your life. Totally. You know? All right. We can end this. It's, we can go to lunch. Yeah. I'm hungry. Um, great podcast though. I'm glad oh, you're, glad you're back. We had a call in. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'm HW. Thanks so much for listening to the Tone Juggy Podcast. And I've been the Suze. And uh, this has been episode 86. Thanks so much. Don't forget to check out the uh, Tone Juggy Loaded Kemper available exclusively at British Audio. Check out the stuff, uh, Tone Juggy Vintage and ToneJuggyStore.com. Thanks for listening. If you listen all the way through, you're probably one of my favorite people in the world. You're mm. uh, a small group. There are hundreds and hundreds of you who make it to the end of these podcasts. I can't <laughs> even believe there are dedicated listeners. You're not like the YouTube audience, you know, where you got to like appease the algorithm. Here, it's just straight up. Maybe you should rename us the HW Hour because all these things are about are like an hour. Yeah. It's dedication, really, to the... I mean, they're, they're fans. They're, through and they're through. in it. They're yeah. in it to win it. Mm-hmm. All right. HW and the Sues. Out. Out.